And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. All right, welcome in. Brandon Sprague, Travis Thomas here with Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, and wherever you find your podcast. Travis, a crazy week four in the NFL. College football was kind of nuts, too, and I think it told us something about where this season is headed. But let's start with the NFL, man. Let's start with a little fun what did we learn week four? A lot of upsets, some surprising wins, some surprising yeah. losses. Travis, uh, let's start. What did we learn in week four? I learned that the Cardinals mean business, Sprager. I mean, look, I told you way back when we started the show and you laughed at me that I thought you could sprinkle a little something, something on the Cardinals to win the NFC West. But I didn't see this. I did not see them smackdown beaten pumpkin the rams at home i mean kyler murray did whatever he wanted to to that vaunted rams defense i gotta tell you something if you told me right now now there's a few more teams to add to this but if you told me right now that the cardinals would be in the nfc title game i would not be shocked whatsoever after what i saw today that was a huge shocking win to me it's not just that they won sprager it's how they won and how they beat down the rams yeah, Kyler Murray, Travis, to your point, was dynamite. He's right there with any other, other player in the NFL that you want to put in that MVP conversation early on in week four. The yep. over-under of this game going in was 54. They they hit the over, they get 57, and the Rams actually closed. The line closed with the Rams minus three and a half. They end up losing by 17 points oh. right at home. Absolutely dominating win. It's hard not to pinpoint the Cardinals as one of the big things that we learned this weekend. I'm still not sure... I need to see a little more. There is something to the Kingsbury-Kyler thing. They've been amazing. We know how good Kyler can be, but I need to see them continue to do this. This is going to be a tough division. They yep. got Seattle on the schedule. They still haven't played San Francisco. They'll play them next weekend, and mm. I think that's going to be a, a real good test. I will give you another one. Uh, I'll give you a team that I also wouldn't be surprised that if we're talking NFC Championship Super Bowl contenders at the end of the year – Yep. Travis, I-, I owe an apology. I owe an apology to Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore and Dan <laughs> Quinn and the Dallas Cowboys. Look, I-, I refuse. I refuse to name Mike McCarthy and give him any credit here. I think he's a joke. That being said, I think McCarthy has surrounded himself with some of the best coordinators in football with Quinn and yep. Kellen Moore. The offense is flowing right now. They've got a two-back system in Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. You pick your poison there. We know what they're doing at the pass catchers positions with the tight ends and the wide receivers and the defense. We got Diggs getting picks. We got Micah Parsons in the running for defensive rookie of the year. Travis, they fly all over the place. And today what they did against the Carolina Panthers, that was an over under of 51 and they opened as four and a half point favorites. They ended up easily beating the Carolina Panthers at home today in front of a raucous crowd. And they end up hitting the over as well. I'm really impressed with the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't think they'd get to this level this this early. And, man, to see what they've been doing so far, I think we need to start putting them in the respect category in the NFC. I completely agree. I would not be shocked either if this team's in the NFC title game. The only knock on them I would have is you talk about other teams like Green Bay and, and Tampa, obviously, in the NFC, is I think they definitely have a glaring weakness in terms of head coach. I do not believe Mike McCarthy is on some elite level like some of these other coaches are in the conference. However, I will say, even though the Washington football team won, even though the Giants won, if you look at that division, it is weak sauce. 
And so Dallas could get away with this thing. I mean, by the time we get this to December, quite frankly, there may not be like there may not be a ton on the line for Dallas because they maybe have coasted to such a lead in the division. They may have this thing wrapped up in early December. So I'm looking at those other teams like a Washington, maybe if the Giants can get back in this. I mean, Philly has a scrappy team. If nothing else, they should cover a lot of games. But if either one of those teams or a few of them can kind of keep pace with Dallas, it could make it interesting. But to me right now, they are head and shoulders above everyone in their division. I know you're going to take me to the AFC, but I have to give props to the Seahawks as well. That's Mm -hmm. a team I bet on today, Sprague. I thought they would go to San Fran and win the game, mainly because they had to. They could not afford to go one and three. They had to get this game and get back to 500. And I figure Russell Wilson would be the difference. He would outplay either or Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. And we saw that essentially he did both because Garoppolo got hurt and Lance came in. But it was Danger Russ that made the plays for the Seahawks to come out on top. Yeah, Brandon Sprague and Travis Thomas here with Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. To the Cowboys' uh, point that you made next week, going to be a real test for them. We'll see. The division game against the Giants, they opened as eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Right now, that's seven-and-a-half they're favored. The over-under is kind of maintained at 49-and-a-half. The Giants getting on the uh, the win column today with an overtime upset of the Saints. So maybe the Giants will be able to push them, but I'm, I'm with you. I don't trust McCarthy, but largely I'm more trusting Dak. I'm trusting what I see on the defense and their defensive coach and Dan Quinn. Yep. Uh, you know, look, the Seattle thing. It, it's hard not to identify Seattle. I think that's the thing about the NFC, that you have so many options to look through right now in this conference. It's really a pick-your-poison. I know yep. we're going to get into Kyler and, 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 and Arizona maybe a little more in terms of talking about what they're going to be down the road, but are you choosing them? Are you really going to count the Rams out? Yeah. I'm not. The Seahawks got it going a little bit. The Cowboys look dangerous. So the NFC, man, it's, it's really loaded, and it's going to be, I think, really wild and unpredictable come postseason time. I mm-hmm. love Seattle as well. That was one of my big plays this weekend. I had them at plus three, it opened at three and a half. I really like them to be able to respond on the road. Kyle Shanahan's record as a home favorite is several games below 500. I didn't trust the Jimmy G situation. Didn't think he would get hurt, but I yep. thought it was a really good bounce, pa- uh, bounce back spot for Seattle coming off of that loss uh, to Minnesota. You know, if you were to look in the AFC, what did we learn about the AFC this week in week four? Oh, gosh. I mean, well, a few things. Obviously, even though they're beating up on teams that are clearly inferior, you still have to give the Bills props for beating up on teams that are clearly inferior. I mean, that's what great teams do, and that's what the Bills are doing. Now, I want to see them, and I know we'll talk about this game, I want to see them against a Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. I want to see them against a Lamar Jackson-led Ravens. But for now, I mean, the Bills are beating who's in front of them, and that's what they need to do, and they're beating the hell out of them. I was very impressed with the Bills for another week in a row. Travis, what do they say? Good teams win, great teams do what? Cover. cover. (laughs) Travis, that that point spread started at 17. It got all the way to 18-and-a-half, and I saw that, and I thought, Boy, Vegas is either really baiting us or they know how bad Houston's <laughs> going to be with Davis Mills. I put a little action on it, nothing major. So to see them win in dominant fashion, I think that's what you want to see, right? You're, the opponent thing, you're absolutely right. You don't put a lot of stock into Houston. But to see them respond that way and continue to take care of their schedule, 
I think it's really impressive. Uh, in the AFC, it's the Buffalo Bills may be the number one team in everybody's estimation. We can get to Kansas City. I want to shout out one team that won a road game in the afternoon slate, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. We had yep. heard all week that Lamar Jackson was dealing with a sore back, you know, probably stemming from that flip that he had against the Raiders. But mm-hmm. I think if we're to be honest about this, the <laughs> one thing we've been concerned about with Lamar is what? It's the passing game. We know how That's dangerous right. he is with his legs. We know Baltimore's defense is almost always going to be right there amongst one of the top groups in football. I was really impressed with Lamar's arm today. You know, yep. he didn't he didn't look like a guy that really struggles to move the ball down the field. He connected on a bomb with uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. I just mm-hmm. thought what he has shown us through the air, and I even go back to the Lions game that they won on a 66-yard field goal. Travis, I-, I know his numbers didn't look great, and some people I heard were bagging on what he did. He had a lot of drops in that game, and I think if those yep. catches are caught, we're not bringing up his arm issues. In fact, maybe we're starting to wonder, has Lamar kind of figured out how to get it going with his arm? Because I think you and I both know, as good as Kansas City is, as good as Buffalo might be, the one thing that's going to keep Baltimore maybe right there to win that conference and finally break through is if Lamar can get it going with his arm. Yeah, well, listen, they're going to be Lamar dependent, whether it's arm, legs, whatevs. I mean, whatever he has to give him, even that bad back, he's going to have to give him. He's going to have to carry the team on that bad back because, quite frankly, with all the injuries at running back we know about, they've had some key issues on defense injury-wise as well. I think this team is about as dependent on their quarterback as there is in the league. It, this team's going to go as far as Lamar can take them, and he's going to have to be phenomenal. Last week we saw it with his legs. This week we saw it in the pocket. I think Monday night they host the Colts. That's another big stage for Lamar. That's what it's all about. We know he shows up on games like that, on big stages like that. I think he's going to do it again. I mean, don't look now. But here come the Ravens, and this is how they're going to win. And, you know, until someone can crack that Da Vinci code on that kid, like they have in the playoffs, but in the regular season, Lamar's an absolute menace. I mean, he's a beast. He does whatever he wants to any defense. Broncos have a good defense, Frager. It didn't matter. Yeah, didn't matter at all. And and, and I I don't know if you would say this, but I'll tell you right now, betting against Lamar Jackson makes me feel very uneasy. He's (laughs) He's just one of those players in sports that it's like, you might not buy into every aspect of his game, but, man, if you're laying dollars against him, he's going to leave you nervous every single play. And I think for the people who really like the Broncos at home today, I think that was uh, maybe a lesson to be learned. Kansas City, suddenly we figured out, Travis. Yep. Uh, Kansas City came back from the future to tell us, hey, we're okay. We're going to be okay going forward. And they took care of the, the Eagles. They were in a bit of a dogfight early in the first half, but they overall took care of the Eagles today, well hitting the over of 53 and a half and easily covering that seven number. What did we make of what we saw from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs who have kind of been ailing the last couple of weeks? Well, I take from it, you need to listen to Back to the Futures with Brandon Sprague and Travis Thomas because we were all over that game last week and we told you to lay the points as soon as the line came out uh, and we were right. I mean, look, the Chiefs, uh, they got their swagger back today and we expected it. Uh, that's a tough place to play always in Philadelphia. They go in there, hostile environment, scrappy team. I mean, the Eagles aren't the best team you've ever seen, but they're not the worst. They hang in there, and they dismantled them. Uh, look, all eyes now for me are on Arrowhead Stadium next Sunday night. Uh, my gut, Sprague's right now, my gut is I would lay the points with the Chiefs. I believe it's at three. Uh, I would lay the points. I think the Chiefs 
will beat the Bills next Sunday night and bet the over. Bet the over because it's going to be points all over that game. Yeah, I think I think what we've seen too is the Chiefs defense. We know how kind of inconsistent it is. Philly, for all their struggles today, still managed to end up getting 30, and I know they ended up uh, kind of scoring a garbage touchdown in crunch time. Buffalo's right. defense, too, I know they look good today, but again, let's admit, that was Davis Mills, that was the Houston Texans. I think when they play good offenses, they're kind of a bend-don't-break defense. They're one of those, they come up with a big play, but maybe they allow some points. I'm actually thinking right now, and I know we're going to have some look ahead. We're going to play a game called the Sports Almanac. What is it going to look like a week from right now as we're taping this on a Sunday when we look ahead into week five? Uh, but if you were to kind of tease me on the Buffalo-Kansas City game, Travis, I'm biting. I'm biting hard on what <laughs> Buffalo is holding down. And if you're going to give me more than three points, which I think this line could get to four to four and a half, maybe five, Ooh. I'll take Buffalo all day because I, I really do think at this point of the season, Kansas City's defense cannot be trusted. And as good and scary as Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, et cetera, are, I also think Josh Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, he's developed really good chemistry. Diggs, uh, Dawson, uh, 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 what is his name? Uh, uh, Blanket, the Buffalo Bill tight end's name. Um, I, I think those are I think those are really good pieces and weapons to have, and I think Buffalo is yeah. going to be able to hang with Kansas City. Dude, I'm looking at their points the last three weeks. You've got to be kidding me. They had. 35 on Miami, 43 yeah. on Washington, 40 on the Texans. That's 118 total. And the only team to score on them was Washington, 21 points. So 118 to 21 in the last three games for the Bills. So they are humming right now. Uh, and I'm with you. You know, that's why I say bet the over because that Chiefs defense, you know, <laughs> They're going to give up some points uh, to the Bills. That's going to be a shootout. But in games like that, I love taking my chances with Patrick Mahomes in a shootout. And so yeah. for me, uh, even though that Chiefs defense is going to give it up, I still like uh, the Chiefs at home in that game. Uh, Dawson Knox, thank you to our producer, Rick, for helping me with that name. His <laughs> name escaped me. He's, he's a really good tight end. I think he's a really good weapon to have. Uh, and that's obviously going to be maybe the biggest game of next weekend, but there's a ton of really good ones out there. Uh, we got a loaded show for you today on Back to the Futures. We got a lot more yeah. to get to. We're gonna we're gonna do a little preview into the MLB playoffs. We got a little college football talk as well, but we got more in the NFL with divisional odds, divisional races, and what it's looking like right now. What's the best division in football, and maybe who some surprise teams are at the top of their divisions. And tell me this: what the hell is gonna happen in the AFC South? I have no clue. Now the Titans have lost the Jets. <laughs> A lot to get to. Loaded show. Back to the Futures. We're back with more. Brandon Sprague, Travis Thomas with you here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Brandon Sprague here with you with my co-host Travis Thomas here on Back to the Futures. Good evening. Good day. Hello to everybody out there. I hope everybody's weekend ended up going all right. Uh, Travis, let's just let's just do this real quick. I do like right. to get out. How did we fare today in the market? Did we fare out ahead? Did we fare out at an even point? Did we lose out a little bit today? How did we fare <laughs> on the NFL week four? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question as I put on my shades. You know, <laughs> not everybody can be undefeated with their plays every weekend spray but as you know i like to give out nothing but winners so i was in beautiful shape today with all my plays 
in fact, Sprague, and I know we're going to talk about college football next segment, but if you combine my college football bets with my NFL bets, I am 5-0. and And I bet the Monday night game as well, the Chargers. So with the potential of going 6-0, and my friend. So it was a very good weekend for me. I'll be wearing these shades, and you could just refer to me as Travis Hollywood Thomas. Thank you very All much. All right. Mr. Hollywood with the glasses over here. We can't all go undefeated. I had a couple misses. I got to tell you right now, I had a couple misses. I ended up uh, a little under of what I wanted to win on the market today, but I hit some good bets too. But uh, I thought Carolina would hang a little tough. I thought Miami would outright win. I thought the Saints could cover against the Giants. Uh, and I, I completely disrespected the Arizona Cardinals because I thought the Rams were going to end up <laughs> running away with that one. So, you know, a little, a little more down this week, admittedly, but I also hit some good ones. Seattle. I really like what Seattle was cooking going into that game. I liked Washington, and I got a garbage cover in that game. I yep. kind of like Chicago because everybody was all over the Detroit situation. So a lot of things to take away from week four as we head into week five. And as we go into week five, boy, oh, boy, Travis, you look at the schedule. It's hard not to see the schedule, the matchups, and then also kind of play in where are we going in the AFC, the NFC, and all of these divisions uh, I will start. The AFC East, I really don't think there's anything to talk about in that one. I think that's a dead no. division contest. Buffalo is far and away the favorite at five, at minus 500. Uh, so I would move on from that. The, the AFC East doesn't have to offer you anything. The, this one's interesting. I don't buy into Pittsburgh, and obviously we know Cincinnati is going to be up and down. How mm -hmm. are we feeling about the AFC North, though? Cleveland winning on the road in Minnesota today. Baltimore winning on the road in Denver. Right now, Baltimore. Uh, via sportsbettingdime.com is um, favored at plus 102, Cleveland at plus 125. How are we feeling about the AFC North? I like Cleveland. I mean, ultimately, and you know I'm a big Lamar guy. I'm a big Ravens guy. Uh, I thought before all the injuries, that was my Super Bowl team in the AFC. But the more I watch Cleveland, that defense is starting to finally take shape. You know, the first few weeks of the year, they were kind of underachieving, and you were just waiting. And then I think that game against the Bears where uh, Miles Garrett is still sacking Justin Fields in his nightmares. Uh, from that game on, they have been playing solid defense. They go to L.A. this week, take on the Chargers. I like them in that game, too, to be honest with you. I think this defense and running the football, this is a throwback old-school team. All they need is for Baker Mayfield – to not be so Hollywood, to not be Mr. Superstar. You know why? Because you're not that good, kid. He needs to be a game-managing quarterback for the Browns. If he can do that, I think Cleveland wins that division. But if he goes out there and he plays YOLO ball and he's trying to be a hero and he's trying to be the guy you see in every stinking commercial every Sunday, it's not going to work because he ain't that guy, Sprague. Yeah, he missed some throws today. He had one uh, to OBJ that if OBJ, he hits him, he's walking in for a touchdown. They ice the game. I, it's hard not to want to pick Baltimore. I think they're more built for the regular season success. And then if I'm at the bet Lamar or Baker, I mean, I like Baker, but Baker really disappointed me today. He had some throws he missed, and, and Lamar is just absolutely amazing. Uh, I'll go through one more AFC uh, or a couple more AFC ones. What are you thinking about the AFC South? I know it's the garbage of garbage, but Tennessee <laughs> falling to the Jets, Indy beating Miami on the road, uh, Jacksonville dang near beating the Bengals on Thursday night football, Urban partying hard as if they had won on Saturday <laughs> night, and Houston's long gone. They're out of it. Tennessee right now, I don't know if this surprises you, Tennessee right now, 
is a far and away favorite in the AFC South. They're minus 524. Right now, you get the Colts at plus 363. Give me the Colts, especially at that number all day long. I mean, I know we say this every year with Carson Wentz, but if, 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 if he could stay healthy, uh, which he already isn't healthy, if he can just continue to stay in the lineup, uh, I think the Colts are going to win that division. And remember, Hard Knocks is going there in season. So we are going to watch on television, Hard Knocks. We're going to watch a team win the division, win a putrid division. I think this is NFC East last season all over it. I think the Colts win this division at like 7-10, and 10, just something awful. Uh, the Titans, I cannot buy. Ryan Tannehill is 117 years old. The defense is bad, even though your coach is supposed to be a defensive savant. Savant my arse. That defense can't stop anybody. I think the Colts are going to win this division. And at that money, at that value, I'm running to the window to make that bet. Yeah, I like Frank Reich. I, I think that's a really good value bet to take the Colts to pass the Titans. Uh, the AFC West, man, that is a dogfight right now. I know the Broncos lost today, but the Chargers Raiders play. Uh, they'll square off, and we'll obviously react to that game as we move along to next week. But you got the Chiefs maybe back on the high horse a little bit. Uh, still the favorite in the division, minus 259, but it's interesting the order. It's Kansas City, Denver, Chargers, and the Raiders in order of favorites to least favorites in the AFC West. Yeah, I still like the Chiefs, but I got to tell you, um, they're going to be in danger of having to go to a Buffalo or go to a Baltimore or a Cleveland. Uh, you know, I think they win the West, Sprague, but I think there could be some real value if you want to take some shots at some teams to win the AFC other uh, than the Chiefs, start thinking in terms of who would really have a true home field advantage. Arrowhead is a true home field advantage. If someone else can get the one seed, uh, I, I think you have a real value there of the Chiefs not coming out of the AFC and representing them in the Super Bowl. But I love for them to win the AFC West. Uh, just because they're going to play all these teams straight up. They're going to play Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers, and I think they'll beat them head-to-head. I straight up will tell you right now, I still think the Chargers have really good value. If you want to go bet them, you get a good number on the Chargers to maybe upset Kansas City in that division. Kansas City's defense, I think, is going to allow a lot of teams to hang with them week in and week out. And I, we just saw the Chargers beat Kansas City uh, last week, and they right. got a good opportunity to beat the Raiders this coming week. Okay, so there's some AFC divisional odds. Maybe next week we'll get into the NFC. I do want to play a fun game with you, and this is uh, the Sports Almanac. You remember? Uh, you may remember <laughs> old Biff Tannen stealing the Almanac, <laughs> taking it back to 1955 and giving it to his younger self where he becomes a, uh, a billionaire of sorts running a casino <laughs> and becoming a bad guy. I yeah. want to play this with some big games that we have in the NFL, and I All actually right. want to start – in Thursday night football, we've got Rams and Seattle. Travis, the sports almanac uh, a week from now will read what on Rams Seattle? Danger Russ does it again. Listen, the Rams, I think, kind of got exposed a little bit by the Cardinals. I think the Seahawks can take a lot away from what they saw that the Cardinals did to that Rams defense. And it's pretty simple. I mean, they didn't really worry about running the ball. They spread them out. It looked a lot like a college game in, in a lot of ways where you take a big physical. Remember when Alabama was still making that transition to the spread and their defense 
couldn't figure out teams that weren't just big, strong, and physical in the SEC. And they had problems at first with teams that could just spread them out and have a quarterback that was dual threat. That's what it looked like to me today. I, I think that's the way you beat this Rams team. You don't run right at Aaron Donald. You don't have your quarterback standing back there in the pocket long enough for him and the rest of those guys to go hunt or Jalen Ramsey to just maul your wide receivers. Spread them out. Get rid of the ball quick. And what smaller, better quarterback is there than Russell Wilson? Not just Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson's a better Kyler Murray. So I think the Seahawks, a week from now, will say Dangerous does it again, Sprager. Yeah, that's a, that's going to be a key one to be looking forward to. Now, I I got some thoughts on this one as we play a little uh, sports okay. almanacs here on Back to the Futures with Brandon Sprague, Travis Thomas here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Cleveland at the Chargers week five. Uh, the sports almanac will say what in week five about the Browns and the Chargers, Travis? West Coast dog pound. Roo. That's what it will say with the bark attached. I think there's going to be Browns fans in the house uh in sofi that's going to be a home game for the browns i think that defense is going to make it really tough on justin herbert i like the browns on a road win here i think they win the game outright sprager dog pound west coast edition well and we'll see i we know that their fans are going to show up because chargers well their fans don't really exist but right now that <laughs> That game is a pick'em. Forty-nine and a half is the over/under in LA. So there's not even any respect given to the Chargers uh, with some points. Look, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the heater here. I like the Chargers. I do. I think the Chargers have a real opportunity. It's gonna be a shorter week for them. I understand, but I think this is a real tough division, and they know that they have to step up this week um, or this season, I should say, because they played well in Kansas City. They obviously with the Raiders, but let's see what they do now. Cleveland coming to town a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. I really like Justin Herbert in this spot, and I know it's going to be treated almost as if it's a uh, a road game for Justin, but I think the Chargers are used to that in L.A. I really like what I'm seeing uh, from the Chargers right now. So right now, early on, I I will say give me the Chargers at home. Uh, We've got San Francisco at Arizona. Travis, the Sports Almanac will tell us after week five, San Francisco at Arizona is what? Trey Lance. The new kid in town. Trey Lance will dominate this game. You know why? There's no film out on him yet. You can't quite figure him out yet. Cardinals are flying high after the beatdown of the Rams, feeling real cocky at home. In comes San Fran, kind of struggling, not looking great this season. 500 team, a bunch of injuries all over the place. The Niners win this game outright because Trey Lance goes off dual threat style. He'll be throwing to Debo, Ayuk. He'll be running the ball all over the place because they don't have anyone else to do it. Run pass option. Trey Lance stands out in this one. Shootout. Take the over. Niners went outright. Kyler's going to score too. But in the end, that Niner defense is good enough to get some stops. I like the Niners. Yeah, and right now there's value on the Niners after that loss to Seattle at home. If you believe in what Travis is saying with Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan, the yep. over-under is 53-and-a-half, and right now they are four-and-a-half-point dogs um, mm. looking here right now at Caesars line. So you can get some real value from San Francisco. Completely agree. Uh, the over is hard not to bet. I think these yep. defenses are good. I was actually really impressed with what Arizona's defense did to the Rams. 
But I think both these teams are too versatile offensively. I think Trey Lance now gets a week to get ready. Jimmy G already discouraged about his calf injury. But I like the Niners in a dog spot. I think a lot of people this week are going to talk about the Cardinals. Are they the Super Bowl team? Are they going to be able to get to the NFC championship game and win the division? I think there's going to be a little too much on the Cardinals. And I just like the Shanahan-Kingsbury matchup. I think the Niners are going to have real value going into Arizona. Uh, We'll get one final one here, Travis, as we get ready to talk a little college football and preview Major League Baseball. Uh, Come week five, the Sports Almanac will read Buffalo at Kansas City. What will it say? Sunday night football matchup. And uh, right now, Kansas City is the hosting team to Buffalo, and they are four-point favorites. The over-under is 56-and-a-half. Arrowhead reigns supreme. I think Kansas City wins this game because of the home field, which is exactly what I've been saying. You know, if they get home field, if they can get that number one seed in the AFC, they're going back to the Super Bowl. If Buffalo wins this game, this is how important this game is. Buffalo wins this game and they're kind of in the driver's seat. It's theirs to lose as the season goes on. I think Buffalo being such a really great regular season team can get that done. They can wrap that up. And if the road to the Super Bowl goes through Buffalo where they're jumping through flaming tables, drinking beers and eating wings, it could be a tough reality for Mahomes and the Chiefs. But I think Sunday night, Chiefs win the game, and Chiefs kingdom and Arrowhead will reign supreme. I really love Buffalo here. Let's do a beer bet right now on the show. I think Buffalo... If you're going to give me the points, I'm taking Buffalo all day. I think they have more to prove with this game. I think they understand the chip on the shoulder situation. They were embarrassed last year against Kansas City. And that defense for Kansas City is Swiss cheese. You cannot trust it. I really love Josh Allen and the Bills going in to Arrowhead with an opportunity to pull an upset and get a lot of people, Travis, talking about, is this finally the year that Kansas City gets the throne in the AFC, big spot for Bu- uh, Buffalo Beer and Josh Allen. Beer we'll Venmo it. We'll bet. Venmo it, okay? Venmo. <laughs> Beer bet. You got Kansas City. I got Buffalo. So wait, uh, does will- that mean you have to give me a, a Portland logger? And if and if you went, I have to get you a DC a DC logger. No, 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 no. Just I'll Venmo you ten bucks. Go get a nice beer on me, and you do the same thing. All right. Uh, we have one more one more segment to get to. We need to recap college football. I think college football told on itself this weekend, also gave us some really encouraging news. And then let's get some Major League Baseball picks. We love to talk about sports gambling. That's what this show is about. we got a whole lot more. We wrap it up. Back to the Futures here on the Odyssey app and the BetQL Network. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Brandon Sprague, Travis Thomas with you here. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app, wherever you find your podcast. We're wrapping things up here. A wild and fun week four in the NFL, looking ahead to week five. And college football, which we've not talked about at all, and we particularly have a lot of interest in that because we're big college football fans. Travis, I, I believe college football. It was a really good weekend. I think college football told us it's dirty, dirty little secret and that dirty little secret is there are no teams more worthy of playing for the championship and there will not be by the end of the year than georgia and alabama those are the two (laughs) best teams in college football and everybody else is playing for uh you know basically compliments and kudos there's those two teams are the best 
Yeah, but, I mean, look, you're right, but we have some new blood here. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but we're not talking Ohio State or Oklahoma for the other two teams like we are every year or Notre Dame. I mean, honestly, we're if, if the college football playoff started today, for me, I would have the two teams you mentioned, Avi. You would have Georgia and Bama. And then I would have the winner of this Iowa-Penn State game. Let's Whoever wins that game, I'd put them in. And then I'd have Cincy. And I got to tell you, I was looking Divine at Cincy. Into Cincy. I am just because they're going to win out. I mean, yeah. Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida, SMU, and East Carolina. Now, I'm not saying they can't slip up and poop the bed, but I doubt it. For me, them going into Bloomington was the first win that really grabbed my attention because I thought that would be a tougher game than it was. It wasn't. Then they go to Notre Dame and beat them. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to run the table, and that resume is just going to be too strong to leave them out. I I think the Bearcats get into the college football playoff, and then the winner of this Iowa-Penn State game, I think Iowa will win, but I'm certainly not going to poo-poo anyone who says Penn State's going to go in there and and get a victory. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure that one's going to be a slugfest, uh, you know, like a 20 to 17 type game. Right. The thing the thing about Cincinnati though, I'll push back just a little bit. Good win for them on the road at Notre Dame. They did have a, a good win uh just in the re- regards of playing a team in a real conference in Indiana. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm convinced yet though. Like when you talk about the four best teams, even if you're talking about some of these powerhouses, Ohio State you know, maybe they've turned a corner. We'll see what they do against Maryland. But if they've turned the corner, are we really going to pick Cincinnati to be on the same field as Ohio State and to win that game? I have a, I, I have a real trust issue with group of five teams. In fact, I think Coastal Carolina and BYU have just as much a right to argue about that playoff spot as Cincinnati. Uh, BYU has beaten multiple top 25 teams. Coastal Carolina is beating teams by 70. I think it's a product of they're very good but they don't play in real conferences, so we don't know quite how good they are. And I think Cincinnati is this for me because now they will seemingly play nobody. So I, I, have, I hear the argument for Cincinnati. I get it. Ritter's had a great year. He had a good game. That defense was for real against the Irish. I just I, I have a problem picking a group of five team into the playoff any year, even in a chaotic year where you don't have your traditional powers. I think Penn State could beat them. I think Iowa could beat them. I think Ohio State could beat them. You know, I, I just I'm not ready to anoint them one of the four best in college football, even though it's Bama, Georgia. I think those playoff spots, I will agree, are up for grabs. I just don't know if I want to see it go to Cincinnati. Well, listen, I, I disagree with you. However, it's not because of Cincy per se. It's the teams that you say would leapfrog them, like a BYU or all that. That's nonsense. That's not going to happen. Here's the t- here's the no, team. No, no, no. I, I don't well, think BYU will leapfrog them. I think BYU has just as much a case for their schedule okay. and what they've done as Cincinnati. Here's a team that I think could be Cincinnati's worst nightmare. The Oklahoma Sooners. Because if they continue to win, ugly or not, if they continue to win these games, you cannot ignore them. I mean, obviously – uh, I like them to beat Texas. I think you and I talked about uh, before the show that you like Texas in the points. I think Oklahoma wins that game. And then you look at their schedule moving forward. Outside of going to Stillwater uh, for the season finale, which will be a tough game, obviously, 
I think they can beat all these teams in front of them. Now, the issue is that they are winning ugly, and Rattler had all this hype, and he doesn't look great, and the offensive line's a mess, and you can't trust the defense. But a win is a win. Uh, that's a team that will not be denied if they went out as well. You would have to put Oklahoma in with that brand and that name and that conference. Uh, that could be Cincy's worst nightmare. But I think if Cincy wins out, they're going to have a really strong case to be in the college football playoff. So riddle me this, Travis, tell me the answer to this question, looking ahead a little bit here, because I think yep. we both agree Cincinnati's not going to lose a game the rest of the year, right? I don't think so. Okay, I don't either. It comes down to the final weekend. You have one loss, Oklahoma. You've got one loss, Oregon. You've got undefeated Cincinnati. Who gets the final playoff spot? I think Cincy would get in if they go unbeaten. You think the committee would pick them over two name brands like Oklahoma and Oregon? I do. Wow. Wow, yeah, I, I disagree with that. I think they understand they need eyeballs. They need people to want to tune in. I don't know if Cincinnati does that the way Oklahoma and Oregon does. Oh, they definitely don't. Uh, but that wasn't the question, okay? If you're talking ratings or what's better for the sport, uh, Cincy can, can just go to a nice bowl and get a big check at the end of it. But if you're talking about who this committee is going to put in – I mean, what my eyeballs tell me, Bama, Georgia, and I I lean Iowa, but I will acknowledge if Penn State beats them, uh, then Penn State, and then I think Cincy. I mean, honestly, from what I watched, they dominated Notre Dame. That score could have actually been worse than what it was. And we can't mm -hmm. sit here and act like, although Notre Dame may be overrated, I would agree with you on that. But we can't act like that's not a good team, especially to go into their house and do, especially when – since he needed that type of win to be legitimate in most of our eyes and they did it and laid the smackdown. I think since he's, I think they're for real, man, if they can win out, I think they've done enough to get in. I think their resume is strong enough. Uh, how are we feeling just in general about college football? I think a lot of people out there, I admittedly have said this before and I'll say it again. I find it increasingly difficult to bet on. There's yep. a lot of games that I just, I, I'm on the wrong side of these lines. I don't get a yeah. feel for some of these teams. I think it almost speaks to the chaos. Are, are we enjoying this chaotic season where we're not getting the same four teams every single year the way we have? And we have conversations about Cincinnati, BYU. Is Oklahoma going to falter? Is Oregon yeah. tumbling way out of this conversation? I think it's great for the sport to have these conversations. I agree. I mean, look, the only thing I'm disappointed in is the fans storming the field. I mean, uh, last week you had some technical issues. I had super producer Zach Kroll just laughing so bad his stomach hurts because uh, when when NC State beat Clemson, it was the slowest, saddest field storming I've ever seen in my life from fans. And then when the nerds at Stanford did the same thing this weekend and they went to storm the field after their big win against Oregon, it was tragic. It was so slow and nerdy and terrible. For me, this wacky, like, uh, you know, episode of black mirror that is college football season these fans should be storming the field like going crazy what is going on with all these slow foot sad storming the fields i mean come on you guys got to step up around the country i was at the oregon state washington game on saturday night and oregon state had they're having a good start to their year they kick a game-winning field goal it's two unranked teams washington lost to montana they kick a game-winning field goal. The students all storm the field right after they said, please do not storm the field. There you COVID. go. I'm like, you know what? At least they have some heart and they have some fight in them. They want to go celebrate. Yeah. Uh, we would be remiss, Travis, if we did not wrap up Major League Baseball playoffs.
We've got all the matchups. We got New York, Boston. We've got St. Louis, LA. You yeah. got Chicago, Houston. Tampa awaits the winner. Uh, the NL picture: Braves, Brewers. We've got the Dodgers. Uh, you know, getting ready and, and and playing the Giants. We got we got all the matchups here. Uh, real quick in the wild card, how are we feeling about those matchups that we do have? The wild card is so big to me, Sprague, that my World Series matchup comes out of the wild card. I believe that the winner of the Dodgers Cardinals wild card game goes to the World Series in the NL. I believe that if the Yankees beat the Bo Sox, I believe the Yankees go to the World Series. I'm not a believer in Boston going on a run. I am a believer in the Yankees, but they've got to get their swagger, which sounds so weird for the Yankees to say. But playoff baseball for the Yankees has not been kind in recent memory. They have to beat their rival Red Sox. Then they are as familiar as you're going to be, as any team's going to get with the Rays. I believe they can beat Tampa. And then it's just a matter of handling, you know, the Astros who are kind of flying under the radar. Or I think uh, a White Sox team that is a manager decision away from blowing it. I just know LaRusso is going to make some boneheaded, stupid decision in the playoffs. Some senior moment is going to cost him and cost that team. I like Yankees Dodgers World Series, and no one wins more than baseball with that matchup, Sprager. Yeah, Yankees Dodgers would certainly catch a lot of eyeballs right now. Uh, the Yankees favored against Boston in that uh, the over-under line is eight and a half. You got St. Louis and the Dodgers. Obviously, the Dodgers are going to be the favorite there with Scherzer on the bump against an older Adam Wainwright. I'm actually looking forward to that one. And that is a seven and a half at a run line right now. So you got Garrett Cole on the bump, the guy who's probably going to win the Cy Young, or if not, right there in the Cy Young conversation. I like what you're putting down on the Yankees-Dodgers and taking those wild card teams. Uh, I do think, though, we're disrespecting a team that's won a championship under a lot of controversy, and that's the Houston Astros. Uh, Chicago's a dangerous team. I get it. They had a great year. You might be right on La Russa. I just like overall. I like the Astros. I like what they're flying under the radar. I like their manager. Dusty Baker wins everywhere he goes, and I don't know if I'm fully ready to trust the Yankees, Boston, or even Tampa. Tampa's really good. They dominate their division, but there's still always that element of, they don't have enough heavy horses when it comes down to crunch time. I like Houston, and it's hard not to pick the Dodgers here. You've got Scherzer. you got Walker Bueller. I mean, they're loaded. Their, their bullpen has been a little shaky, but they have bats after bats after bats. I really like that as a World Series projection going into the MLB postseason. Yeah, I tell you what, one thing to watch. If the Dodgers win this game against the Cardinals, which we both think they will, yeah. that NLDS – Dodgers Giants is going to be so good because all the Giants did this year is kick their butt and stay ahead of them one step ahead of them the entire season and people just kept waiting on the Dodgers and it never happened Giants Dodgers NLDS is going to be sick with it well we got uh, we got a lot to look forward to NFL week five college football major league baseball playoffs and hell even for you degenerates out there, NBA preseason. <laughs> I want to thank Rick. I want to thank Drew. I want to thank Spencer. I want to thank our producer, Zach. I want to thank everybody at the BetQL Network uh, for another episode of Back to the Futures. I'm Brandon Sprague. That's Travis Thomas. We'll talk to you next week on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app.